0: Hey, hey, haven't yeah. seen you in a while. Yeah. How you been? Uh, well, you know, actually, I saw you on Friday and Saturday. What is today? It is Wednesday. Dude, <laughs> the fucking the holiday it's season. it a long week. Yeah. it's Yeah.
1: It's, for me, personally, um, this is the busy season for mm-hmm. my job. So between 8.30 and uh, 5, it's right. balls to the wall. So
0: luckily, I can, I'm able to work we from just- home it's really weird because I've worked in two industries that have nothing to do with like retail or shopping, whatever. Mm -hmm. And this was always a busy time of year for them too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand why things get busy everywhere. It's also the end of the year. Like for, for me, I work you're like, you do finance stuff.
1: Yeah. I'm in finance. So for us, it's like the end of the quarter and end of the year. So everyone loses their fucking minds. Mm -hmm. Uh, Besides that, things are going pretty well. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are currently in my basement where yeah. there is little toys everywhere because <laughs> my girlfriend's son had his 11th birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday. And, um, has not picked up his stuff yet, <laughs> even though it was over the weekend. So my,
0: uh, my grandfather had a philosophy about this. Uh, my grandmother would always complain about all the kids have all their toys out, whatever. Mm-hmm. And my grandfather would always be like, I bought them for them to play with. They're supposed to be out.
1: Yeah. I yeah. guess that's a fair statement. Yeah. yeah. Um, way to make me feel like an asshole. Thanks, Bruce. <laughs> I'm not trying to make you feel like an asshole. I'm just trying to give you
0: like a different perspective, with you, right? right? <laughs> um, were you here when we watched Oh, I watched I watched 3 segments of uh y'all had a party y'all y'all, y'all had a party Friday night. Yes. And uh we put on
1: which is the late um, into it, the evening. In the previous podcast we talked about it was in my horror pack yeah. where it was a um Christmas horror movie. Advent calendar mm-hmm. where it's just mini stories,
0: right? Like they're each five minutes long. Twenty four, like twenty four stories, yeah. right? Right. Uh, yeah, I watched the like three segments of that, and the eggnog I had started kicking in. I was like, "Well, I got to go home soon." <laughs> oh Well, you missed a fucking horrible segment. <laughs> oh yeah, that
1: made the room leave. Wow. Everyone in the room
0: left. I want to watch it now. It's grotesque. Oh, no. It was Dude, do you want me to tell you? Was it like I, I'm I'm guessing it some some sort of sexual violence? It's
1: very it's yeah. Oh god. Dude, it's it's gross. Oh no. It's very yeah, go ahead unsettling.
0: and 2 hours later. Oh my fucking god. This is
1: all claymation.
0: Jesus fucking Christ. We're, Who thought I'm, that was a good idea? I'm
1: not fucking done yet. Jesus. The, you're not that's oh, that, that's the opening. That's the opening. That's the opening. Fuck. Dude, it's so bad. Uh, like it, it everyone, in, well, there were probably like six or seven people in the room, and right. like, like the women were like, We're gone, we're leaving. Yeah. And looks so, like I left at the right time, dude. It's so bad. I, this is not a recommendation. No, like, it yeah, yeah, made yeah, my stomach. Yeah. yeah. This, fuck it. It's, it's mean and it's, it, it's not good. Like, yeah, if you want to cut that out after editing, yeah. I don't care. Speaking
0: of advent calendars, yes, this is, this is a lot more happy. Please. Uh, my dear lady wife, Grace, on December 1st, surprised me. And she's like, I got a Christmas present for you. Shout out to Grace. Yeah. And she presented me with this Superman comic box. Ooh. Right. And inside is twenty four presents. She made me an advent calendar, a Superman themed advent calendar for Christmas. Hell yeah! So I've been going through there, and it's been mostly like little things, like there's patches and stickers and um, uh, buttons, things like that. Cool. Um, one was a really cool Funko Pop that's Superman in samurai armor. Hell yeah! Uh, one was a pen holder that looks like the crystals, you know, from oh, Fortress of Solitude. Yeah. Th- today, the twenty third. No, it's twenty second. No, wait. This second. is twenty first or twenty second. No, it's twenty no, second. Um, today was the Superman animated series from the nineteen nineties on Blu-ray. Ooh, yes. The, I that companion that one. series to the Batman animated series. <sighs> yeah. Maybe tomorrow's Lewis and Clark. Um. Oh, it better not be. <laughs> uh, I. Okay, so I, I, I knew what it was. I, I guessed. Um, She tried to throw me off because I was watching a Superman animated film yesterday. And she's like, no, 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 don't watch that yet. And I was like, ah, Uh I see what you're doing here. Um, But she had to talk to me today. She was like, I know your thing is you want to prove your cleverness by guessing what your presents are. But she's like, just give me this. Just give me this thing and don't (laughs) guess. Take a day (laughs) off and don't guess because I want to be the clever one this time. Ah. (laughs) Right? Are you ready to get started? Let's fucking We've go. gone for a long time without starting. <laughs> Let's fucking go. <laughs> Merry Chrysler, everybody. Merry Chrysler. Happy Honda Days. Oh, that's good. I like that. I like that. All right.
1: Hello, boils, ghouls, and non-binary fiends. I'm Horror Ryan. And I'm Spooky Bruce. This is The Crypt Keepers, a podcast where we examine the HBO horror anthology
0: series Tales from the Crypt and the comics that inspired it. This week, we're doing something a bit different. Instead of covering a regular episode like we usually do, we're going to discuss a segment from the 1972 Tales from the Crypt anthology horror movie, And All Through the House. Now, we previously covered this, the TV episode from Tales from the Crypt, the TV show. we uh, got our second, third episode? Second, I think. Second, yeah. So this might be a bit shorter, and I say it might be a bit shorter, but... Every time I've thought that, it turns out to be like one of our longest. Also, episodes. we have a
1: companion piece, so if you like knowing about the story all throughout the house, yeah, listen to our yeah, listen to the
0: previous episode. I'll, I'll I'll link that in the show notes. Right. Yeah, this movie was incredible. I had never seen it before. Before I watched it yesterday, I fucking loved it. I've watched it twice now. I want to watch it again. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I think you know. Yes, we are doing just one segment from this movie, and we will cover the movie at some point. Right. However, I think we could do an episode per segment of the movie. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, it, yeah. There I. There might be one or two of them that are actually longer than episodes of the TV show.
1: Yeah. I think I maybe are yeah. just
0: at like 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. 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 They are excellent. And Peter Cushing, MVP of the movie. Oh, my God. They, you feel so bad for that man. Right. By the end of his story. After seeing
1: him be Dr. Frankenstein and all of these horrible Grand like, Moff Tarkin. Right, all these horrible people. Yeah. to to watch him play a sympathetic
0: role shows how good of an actor he is. He's a legend. It's it's heartbreaking his yeah. his segment. Yeah, so uh you know, it's funny. This TV show is kind of lighthearted, right? There's a lot there's a bit of slapstick humor in it. There's, right. you know, there's dark humor. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, uh, but the movie is just straight horror. They play everything dead serious. It's it's very mean. Yes, it is. If that if yeah. that makes sense, there's one segment that God, it's very hard to watch. Right. It's based on the, It's not called the Monkey's Paw, but it's it's based on the Monkey's Paw and how they how it plays out. Well, they even it's mention it in the yeah, story. Yeah. That the,
1: hey, this is just like the monkey's paw. Yeah.
0: As we talked about in
1: previous episodes, Tales from the Crypt, the stories from mm-hmm. Vault of Horror, Tales from the Crypt. Right. They were from the comics from the 60s. Mm-hmm. Or 50s, I'm 50s, sorry. Yeah. 50s, yeah. And so the first, I guess... Movie slash TV was the 1972 anthology film Tales from the Crypt, yes. which was a British production,
0: mm-hmm. which was the production it, company. Yeah, it was Amicus, uh, which is an awesome company. Um, they're often mistaken for Hammer because right. they have the same look and style and kind of tone and they use some of the same actors. You yeah. see Peter Cushing and mm-hmm. Christopher Lee a lot. Uh, it was actually started by two Americans. But they were based out of Britain. Oh, cool. Yeah, so... And I think all their films were set there or... One of my favorite
1: film jabs Mm -hmm. is in one of their films. Okay, what is it? It's The House That dripped Blood. Okay, yeah. Which has Christopher Lee in it. Mm -hmm. There's a segment where... One of the other anthology stories where someone is an actor. Okay. And they talk about being Dracula. Okay. And they say, I was Dracula... I was the great and dark and mysterious figure. Yeah. Not like that current bozo. (laughs) So in reference of the seventies, Christopher Lee was Dracula Dracula, at the time. So he was basically jabbing Christopher Lee in the movie. Christopher Lee was
0: in. I believe the little girl in this segment that we're going to cover the, and all through the house. um, I believe she played Christopher Lee's child or grandchild in that segment of the house of drip blood. Chloe Franks. Yes. Chloe Franks. Yeah. Yes. Which, and the House of Drip Blood also has Ingrid Pitt. Oh yeah, we Ingrid, know how much you love Ingrid Pitt.
1: Yeah, Natalie knows. <laughs> <laughs> I love Ingrid Pitt.
0: It, like, it, it, if you go back in time, because I think she's dead now. She's dead. Yeah, yeah. If you go back in time, that's your like on your list, right?
1: P- peak yeah. Ingrid Pitt. Yeah. is the best. Speaking of which, uh-huh. speaking of amazing seventies horror movies, yes,
0: let's let's talk about this. We're going
1: to talk about. The Tales from the Crypt 1972 film. This Just one segment, though. We'll cover It is just, yes. Yeah. I, I'll mm-hmm. talk about the opening because I feel oh, yeah. like talk for about the context, opening. we Man, need
0: Man, the star power in this movie. You have no yes. idea. Really? You oh, no. You have no know, idea. Yeah. I can't wait to uh,
1: get uh, all the names checked oh, off to see what yeah. you have to say. Yeah. Um. So the screenplay was written by Milton Subotsky. Sub- Subotsky? Yeah. Subotsky, he, was, sorry. he
0: was an amicus. He, I think he's one of the guys who founded Amicus. Uh, most of of his writing was amicus films, and he produced a lot of the amicus movies. And then later in the 80s, he did like a bunch of of Stephen King movies he produced. He did Cat's Eye, Sometimes They Come Back, Maxima Overdrive, and uh, Lawnmower Man were all his productions. Yeah. Uh,
1: after this podcast, I want you to go through a list with me of amicus films. Okay. That's my next hill I'm going to climb. Okay. Yeah. Um, Let's see, do you want to, we're only going to talk about the cast of the All Through the House okay, Christmas yeah. uh, uh, segment. Okay, I think,
0: yeah, I think we can talk about the Crypt Keeper a bit. We can talk about the, the opening segment. Right, right, okay, right. yeah.
1: Well, I mean, let's just talk about quick the cast. So, the Crypt Keeper is played by Sir Ralph Richardson.
0: Mm-hmm. And Oh, do I, we want to do like the synopsis for anyone oh, who sh- might not? Yeah.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't know that you wrote that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my so bad, we'll do, my will do that real quick. Edits, so, edit me out.
0: Directed by Freddie Franks, written by Milton Sabatsky and starring Joan Collins with Oliver McGreevy and Chloe Franks. Joanne kills her husband Richard on Christmas Eve to secure a life insurance payout. As she works to clean up the crime scene, she hears a radio report of a depraved maniac on the loose dressed as Santa Claus. Sure enough, the evil Santa arrives on her doorstep. After securing her home, Joanne calmly erases the evidence of her misdeeds and makes the murder look like an accident. As she gets ready to call police, she discovers her daughter has let the evil Santa inside, Santa grabs Joanna and gives her a nice shoulder massage next to the fire. (laughs) Natalie said the same thing. It was so funny. We're watching it.
1: And I, I mean, she looks like she's being choked. But she does not look being, like she's being choked. It, well, I mean, in her face. Yeah. She's selling it. She's selling like it. Like she's getting choked. But his but hands it, are just
0: gently on her shoulders. <laughs> right.
1: I have scratched Natalie's back harder than he right. kills this woman. It's amazing. And she even, she's like, what, did you get him a soda massage? What's wrong with that? Right. And I'm like, oh, shit. And it was really funny <laughs> that you wrote that. Um, God damn it. So with the segment, we have the Crypt Keeper, which, by the way, the Crypt Keeper. So the, we're going to talk about the opening segment of the movie. Right. right now. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um oh do you want me to go through like the actual like
0: No, we don't, we all don't have to go through the actual like you can just describe the scene. We have to go through all the actors that are in the scene.
1: Okay, okay. So it opens up to a shot of cemetery? Yeah. And uh takata in fugue in D minor.
0: Yeah. By Bach. Uh, that it's I don't know how that became like the, the default horror movie soundtrack.
1: It's the horror like just theme.
0: Yeah, I don't know. And, I mean, it's another gothic. amicus film uses "Night on Bald Mountain," hmm. which is the duh, 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 I might want try. But I don't know how those two how those two pieces of music became like the horror movie standards. Right, I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. And so the
1: camera pans over to different graves as the song is being played, and a cloaked figure opens a gate. The camera goes into the catacombs as a guide is showing people around the different uh, tombstones. Or I'm sorry, the um, the catacombs, mm-hmm. and the guy says that the t- that to the tourist, these catacombs are for those who went into hiding during Henry VIII's reign in order to worship as they pleased, Catholic martyrs. Right. That's what they were. Yeah, and the tour begins. A woman drops her brooch. Uh, and she holds up the line mm-hmm. With four other people behind her One of them picks it up for her And she puts it back on And they start going down the hall They get lost And so they they don't know where to go So one of them suggests let's go to the right mm-hmm. So they all go to the right They they realize that they're lost When all of a sudden a door creaks open And they all walk in Yo. <laughs> <laughs> and there's nothing in there except for a, a few uh, seats and one large throne mm-hmm. with a skeleton head at the top of it yeah it's metal. A very
0: rough skeleton head
1: it's metal though
0: like it's been chiseled out by hand
1: right yeah. it's pretty sick and so there's nothing in there so they turn away they turn around to go leave the room but the door shuts in their face Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and all of a sudden, the Crypt Keeper
0: is sitting in the throne saying, "Nope, oh, you're not going to be able to leave. Yeah. This is a different Crypt Keeper than we've seen in the TV show. He's human. He's human. He's wearing the robes. He actually looks more like the Crypt Keeper in the comics right. than in the, the, the Crypt Keeper in the show does. He looks like a monk. Yeah.
1: It's it's a brown. Uh-huh. I don't think in the comics he wears a brown robe, he, but in the, in the movie. he does. He does? Yeah. In the movie, he's definitely just a guy. Yeah. And so and he's not smart ass. He's mm-hmm. more just um
0: I don't know, uh the ghost of Halloween future. Yeah, well, no past. Well, past we, as we yeah. find out. But this crypt keeper is a lot different because the crypt keeper in the show is just telling you a story, right? And this crypt keeper is like an arbiter of justice. Yeah, I could see he that. He is like the uh he's your he's your guide on he's the way to judgment. hell, telling you like your misdeeds. Right. Yeah. And very
1: much like like, uh, the ghost of Halloween past, where he's like, oh, you guys are all pieces of shit, and here's why. And that is basically what starts the different segments, Mm -hmm. with the first segment being all through the house. house,
0: Which, like we said earlier, we covered in our third
1: episode. Mm -hmm. And uh, let's go through some of the cast. Yeah,
0: so uh, the Crypt Keeper is played by... Joan Collins. Oh, I'm no. sorry. <laughs> God damn it. The Crib Keeper is played by Sir
1: Ralph oh, Robinson.
0: Yeah, Richardson.
1: Richardson. God yes, Sir damn
0: it. Ralph Richardson. Who oh my God. Like we I don't think discussing this guy, we could do him justice. He's considered one of the greatest actors of the twentieth century. Oh wow. On uh, on the British stage. He's up there with like uh uh Sir Lawrence Olivier. Oh cool. Right. Um his Wikipedia entry would take you like an hour to read wow it's so much information um he did tons of like I said British stage uh he has 88 credits to his name on TV and movies he did um uh Greystoke which is the tarzan movie uh with Christopher Lambert mm-hmm. it came out in the early 80s uh he did time bandits he was god in time bandits have you ever seen that no I think you'd enjoy it huh it's really good. it's a really fun movie god uh yeah no seriously he's God Oh, he's the supreme being, quote-unquote. Right. Uh, he was in Dragon Slayer. He's one of the voices in Watership Down, uh, the horrible, traumatizing rabbit movie. No. Have you ever seen that? No. Oh, my God. Take a day. Because <laughs> you'll need it. You'll need you'll need like an hour and a half to watch the movie, and then eight hours of crying in the shower. <laughs> oh, God. And they would show that movie to us at school when I was like five years old. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Uh, Dr. Zhivago, um, this H.G. Wells science fiction movie called Things to Come, mm-hmm. um, The goal with Boris Karloff, yep. and this movie called Friday the 13th, not what? not the Friday the 13th you're thinking of, this one from the uh, 30s, it's spelled differently, Friday the 13th, and the 13th, 13th is spelled out, Okay, but it sounds like a really cool movie, um, it's like uh, this bus is going down the street in London on a rainy day. And a crane falls over from the wind and hits the bus. Okay. And it goes back in time and shows the passengers on the bus like how their lives came to this moment. They would all be on this bus when disaster struck.
1: Damn. Yeah. That sounds really awesome. Yeah. I'd watch it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, and uh, um, apparently, like, apparently he, this uh, uh, Ralph Richardson had a very eccentric life, or he presented himself very eccentrically mm-hmm. as a way of protecting his private life. So people would be talking about all the eccentric things he did, and not focus on his private
1: life. Oh, interesting! Yeah, so, so he like, played a character.
0: He play, played a character all the time. Like he would do things like he was like ride a motorbike when he was in the seventies, and he would take his pet mouse for a walk, you what? know, things like that. Um, but one thing I saw was he just he was described as not an actor, but he was a magician. Oh, he just wow. transformed into these characters. He was, That's and cool. for that time, he was that person. Cool. Like, uh, one one quote I saw was, "He made ordinary characters extraordinary, and extraordinary characters ordinary."
1: Oh, yeah. damn. He, he's a great he's a good Crypt keeper. Yeah, he's a good Crypt keeper. He's he really yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Great delivery too. So
0: now we was. have Joe <laughs> Joe <Joan> Collins. <laughs> Joe <Joan> Collins, <laughs> not the Crypt keeper. Yes. Oh, uh, uh, Joe Collins seems like one of those people that's like, um, you look at them, you see like what they've done with their lives. And I think R- Ralph Richardson is the same way. Like. Save some talent for the rest of us, right? Like they're 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 both people that are like they would have ex- excelled in everything they did, mm-hmm, no except their their focus was acting, right? Now Joan Collins isn't like you know uh, doesn't get the accolades that say uh, Sir Ralph Richards, Richardson does, but she has made a, a, an amazing career, yeah. And like like I said, it just excels in anything she chooses to do. Uh, like she's eighty eight years old, still acting. Wow. Right. She's had a career that's spanned 70 years, and it's mostly been like, you know, bit pieces here and there, but you always recognize her. They always get her because Joan Collins brings something to a certain, you know, project that you want. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, she's done everything in every sort of genre you can imagine from like campy TV to soap operas to movies, whatever. I mean, she's gotten, you know, primetime Emmys wow. and Golden Globes for her roles on Dynasty. She was on Star Trek back in the day, like, one role. She was on Batman 66. What? Yeah. Busy yeah, bee. tons and tons of stuff. She never takes a day off. Never takes a day off. No, like, 80 years, 88 years old. Like, she's twice my age. Doesn't take a day off. Uh, best-selling author. Like, I'm just going to remember her writing books. God damn. And, of course, she excels at that. Uh, has, like, one man or one woman stage plays in her 80s. Damn. That are getting Props. rewards. So, yeah.
1: Props. Yeah. Ooh. That just makes me t- want to take a nap Right. From all the shit that she's doing. Uh, her Well, one thing she's not good at is killing a husband. No, she is not. Well, no, actually, she did
0: a very good job killing the husband. Eh. <laughs> Who was played by. You know, actually, I didn't write any notes about him, so tell me about this. Well, I know his...
1: <laughs> I, I was trying to... I was, I was hyping you up. <laughs> Annie! Uh, I don't know anything well, about his him. his name is he Richard, was in, and it's Martin Body. Martin, well, oh, body, huh? Well, he he plays a body. He plays a body, yeah, <laughs> right, for so 10 seconds. He's her husband, yep. and he's
0: dead. Yeah. That's
1: it. Uh, Santa. <laughs> Drop the ball on that one. Right. Oh, d- <laughs> fuck it. Um Martin, body, if you're listening, you're not listening. You're not listening because you're dead, <laughs> you're probably. Because <dead>, yeah. <laughs> this movie
0: came out 50 years ago. That's, oh, damn. Isn't
1: that crazy? <laughs> yeah, it is crazy. Santa is played by Oliver McGreevy.
0: McGreevy, yeah. He seems greedy. like he had a he had a career of a handful you know roles, usually playing like heavies. Mm-hmm. He was in this uh, series of James Bond ripoffs, hmm. right? I don't think any of the I don't think like they, they were like a series. What I mean by series like there were a bunch made, and he was in all of these oh, for right, whatever right. reason. He was in one that has an awesome name. It, it could be used for a James Bond movie. It's kiss the girls and make them die. God damn, That's an awesome name. <laughs> for a James Bond movie. It's an
1: awesome name for a typo negative album. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Jesus. (laughs) That was a good
1: Peter Steele. Come on.
0: Uh, Rest in peace, Peter Steele. <laughs> <laughs> Not at me. I do. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> they were one of my go-to bands when I was in high school.
1: Yeah, yeah, they were great. Yeah, I love it. I actually, I got some vinyl of theirs, and their first album and stuff is really punk.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot more yeah. punk. I don't know. A lot of metal bands from that era start off like really, really punk. Right.
1: Yeah. One of my favorite bands, Alice in Chains, and like I do love their first album, but it is very like more hippie. Yeah, and then I can hard that. rock. Yeah, I guess, but yeah. still, I
0: don't know. You know, I was actually about to tell you. Like, I was like, "Hey, one of my buddies is really into Alice in Chains," that I realized I was thinking of you. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> oh,
1: appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, as long as you're thinking about me, Bruce. Hey, oh. right. we
0: talked about uh, Chloe Franks already. Mm-hmm. She made a career in the '70s as the little girl in horror movies. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> if there's a little
1: girl in a horror movie,
0: it's probably yeah, her. Uh, you know if it was British produced. Yeah, she was probably the little girl. Yeah. Right. Oh uh, Yeah, and so uh, I think we talked about, um, we talked about uh, Zabatsky already. Mm -hmm. This was directed by Freddie Francis. What a name. Yeah. He directed a bunch of horror movies for Amicus Mm -hmm. and a few for Hammer in the 60s and 70s. Uh, most, Most of his output was Amicus, but for like Hammer, he did The Evil of Frankenstein. Yeah. He did uh, Dracula Has Risen from the Grave. Uh, most of his acclaim comes from being a cinematographer. Mm-hmm. Um, he did uh, David Lynch's Dune. He did The Elephant Man. He did uh, Return to Oz. He did Martin Scorsese's Cape Fear. He won the he's won the, the Academy Award for Best Cinematographer twice. Damn. Uh, one for a movie called Sons and Brothers and another for the movie Glory which is about the, the black regiment in uh, the Civil War. Oh wow. Like Denzel Washington. I think Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, the the star power and the talent on this is way higher than it should be, right, for for a horror movie. Right. Right, what you typically see in a horror movie. Right. Yeah. Especially, like, a British-produced... Right, low-budget movie. Low-budget movie, movie. yeah. Yeah.
1: Wow. So, the scene opens as Come All You Faithful is playing on a radio. The camera pans from a Christmas tree to The fire in a fireplace in which a woman starts to poke the fire with a snake designed fire poker, yeah. Like the, a, the tip like, of the fire poker
0: is a snake head, it almost looks like a sword.
1: It did, yeah, it wasn't
0: curled at all, it was yeah. just a stick, yeah. I mean, that's what British uh fire pokers look like in maybe the 1960s, it was pretty or 70s, rad, though.
1: yeah. And so, the camera pans over to a man entering a room and he is putting gifts under the tree. He's wearing a Christmas fez and he looks very happy and content, like he's yeah. super excited. He puts a card on top of a gift, and it reads, "Joanne, to the best wife in the world, love, Richard," Aww. with a kiss, yeah, at the bottom. And he even reads it out loud. And he just he gives the little thing yeah. a
0: kiss, and he puts it in. It's very sweet. Yes, like I think we talked about this in the when we covered all through the house, the episode in the comic, um, in in the, the episode of the TV show, he was abusive. It's, we, yeah,
1: all three versions of this story uh-huh. has a completely different husband figure.
0: I, I think he's similar to the one in the comic because like, that dude did love. But he was already dead. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you, you know what? Yeah, you're right. He's already dead. And what we talked about was how we never see him do anything wrong. And the only thing we hear that he did wrong was that... He wasn't man enough for her. Right, right. This dude loves his wife.
1: He clearly they yeah. try in in the thirty seconds that he's alive. Mm. The
0: director wanted to show you he fucking loves his wife. Yeah, yeah, right. And he's s- excited to give her a gift. Exactly. Like, you know, when you really love someone, you you think you got them a great gift. You're right. excited to give it to them. Yeah, like Superman yeah. on Blu-ray. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, great <laughs> gift by the way. And so
1: uh, he, he's super hyped, and and uh, also the the this version of the character in the show is just a dick. Like, he's an abusive yeah, asshole. Yeah, he's an abusive right? asshole, yeah. And so, you with this, it's, like, very wholesome. There's mm-hmm. nice music playing. He has a cool little shiny fez on. Yeah. He's excited to show his
0: wife a gift. And, like, I, I I don't think the dude in the TV show would be surprised if he, she tried to kill him. Right. This dude would be totally shocked <laughs> that his wife would try to kill him. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. He wouldn't even think about it. No, now, no, he he think had about no it. idea. Because his brain's got bashed yeah. in. <laughs> well, not really. But... Because <laughs> he gets tell over the head. And when he first gets hit, there's a trickle of blood. Just like teeny what? tiny. Right. Like it's, he of off yeah.
1: shaving. So he, after he puts the gift down, he goes to refill his drink. He uh-huh. lights a cigar and he sits down, starts reading a newspaper. The camera puts the shot right in front of the newspapers where we can't see anything else. Oh, this is such a great shot, though. It is. Yeah. And basically you hear a thump. And then all of a sudden blood splatters on the newspaper. Yes. He... It starts
0: soaking through.
1: Right. It soaks through. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like he leans forward and he just got hit over the head with the snake fire poker. Mm-hmm. In which Joanne, his wife behind him, says, Merry Christmas. Yeah.
0: There is very little talking in this episode. Yeah. There's it's not a lot, lot. different. Not the segment. It's a lot different than the episode where she was always telling you what she was thinking. Right. And it's very, it, the comic was the same way.
1: Right. Joan Collins does really good physical storytelling, mm-hmm. letting you know how frantic she is, what her emotions are.
0: That's one thing too. I don't think she was ever frantic in this
1: there. When she's washing her hands, she's really sweaty. Okay. That's, that's the, I will say that I agree with you. Yeah. But I think that if there is a moment of her being frantic, it's that moment. Cause there is, there's two problems in her, this episode for
0: her. There's and we'll, and we'll get to this, but once she thinks she has solved one problem, She's on vacation.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. She starts to take it easy. Yeah. And so, Richard falls onto the floor, which, by the way, he was sitting in a white chair next to a white shag carpet. Yeah. If there is one place. You don't murder someone. You don't murder someone. It's in this situation. Now, by the way, don't murder anyone. Don't
0: murder anyone.
1: But if you were going to, (laughs) don't do it in that situation. Right. So... She, uh, she, as he's falling over, she puts her hands in his pockets to try to find keys to the safe that's in the hallway. She opens the safe and she finds, finds a life insurance document. Carol, her daughter calls for her from upstairs. Joanne says she'll be right up. She cleans the fire poker and she rushes up to see Carol who is playing with her stocking Mm -hmm. in bed. Yeah. And she asks if Santa has come yet. And Joanne says, "No, you must go to bed." And Carol grabs the life insurance document and says, "What is this?" In which Joanne says the best line: <laughs> "She says it's nothing. It's a Christmas card from
0: Daddy." Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's the thing too. When she hits him over the head and sees that he's dead, she just like calmly walks over. Right. The insurance policy. Very methodical. Looks, looks at, it, checks it out. She just told her yeah.
1: daughter that the life insurance is a from daddy. Yes, fuck. Yeah. It's man. a gift. He from just Dad. died. Yeah. And so Carol yells, "Good night, daddy!" As the camera goes over to the living room and shows his dead body. Mm-hmm. It's really good, really good cinematography. Which, yeah. by the, you know, yeah. for the people involved, you don't expect anything less. And so there's blood on the carpet, and there's blood on the chair. Joanne goes back into the living room, lights a cigarette. Grabs her gift from under yeah. the tree, reads the, s- the note, and she throws it into the fireplace in which she opens the gift, and it's the brooch. Yes, yeah, so that you it's see the, it in the beginning. It's the brooch the from the very beginning of the movie yeah. that she drops, which leads them to meeting the Crypt Keeper, uh-huh. which I thought was wonderful. Yeah. I love when something small in the beginning of the movie becomes something big later on.
0: You see something like that pay off throughout each segment of the movie yes. later on. yeah,
1: And and movies like this in the 70s, especially Hammer films and like this, they do that so well. Mm-hmm. Something you're like, oh, she just dropped a piece yeah. of jewelry. And then 20 minutes later, you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Right? So I just love that. She puts the note and wrapping paper from the gift in the fireplace, lights her cigarette, and she turns Richard over. She starts to drag his body at the same time that a special announcement is playing over the radio. It reads... A homicidal maniac has escaped from the hospital for the mentally insane. He is six foot three, two hundred and ten pounds, dark eyes, bald, and is wearing a Santa costume. <laughs> Call the police if you've seen this man <laughs> on Christmas Eve. Yeah, if you've seen this guy who looks like Santa, <laughs> just on Christmas like Eve. Santa, except right. he
0: has he has one distinguishing feature about him. What? He has two moles in his face, like Lenny. I didn't know that. Yeah, like yeah right by was... right by his left eye.
1: Oh wow. Yeah, or right eye. Yeah. So as she's dragging. The body. Now, we talked about the physical storytelling. Yeah. She doesn't say anything during this part. Right. She hears it. She looks over at the radio, and then she looks at Richard's body, and then she looks at Carol's bedroom. Mm-hmm. So you're putting it together that she's now stopping what she's doing to think about her child. Yeah. So she puts the body down. She goes to the front door, which, by the way, has four locks on yeah. it. Whoa. <laughs> And it's like two deadbolts and one of those old school, like, um, bar locks yeah, that you yeah. just slide over. Yeah. It's crazy. She locks all four locks and she closed the curtain in front of the door. I don't know if this is a British thing where there is <laughs> yeah, what a. What was that? It, well, the way it looked like, it looked like a, um, what do they call it? The foot room? Yeah. Where you dust your feet like off? Like the foyer. Yeah. The so like there's yeah. the front door. There's a small, like what, three by four foot mm-hmm. bot room. Yeah. And then there's a curtain which leads you to the living room. Mm-hmm. So she locks all four locks and then backs up a three feet and then closes the curtain. Yeah. As, as though that curtain is going to be the last line of defense <laughs> behind the four locks. It's like the blanket. You know, the
0: monsters can't get you if you do the blanket.
1: That is fact. Yeah. That is fact. And she go, she does that and... She uh, goes get a drink while Richard is still laying in the hallway. All of a sudden, there's a, the Santa walks up to the house, ringing a bell. Yeah. So it's immediately Right when she locks the lock, she grabs a drink. Here comes ding a ding
0: a ding, and then that's the. This Santa is not trying to sneak up. He ain't fucking around. He's not fucking around. He's walking out. He's letting you know he's coming. Yes. Yeah. So he like, which knocks, is kind of worse. Way
1: worse. Yeah. Oh my god. And so he knocks on the door, and then he—you could tell. He, he's he starting to jiggle the, the handle. Yeah, He's trying to get in. She immediately looks fucking terrified. And let's see. She checks uh, the windows to make sure they're locked. As this is happening, Sans's head pops into the window. Yeah. And she quickly dodges his view to get away from it. So he doesn't see her, but she
0: definitely knows that that's him. Yeah. She's hiding under the window. Yes. Or under the window uh, sill uh, Yeah, right, like right next to the her, window yeah.
1: So... As he looks, he looks around. He can't see anybody in the house. He walks away to another part of the house, mm-hmm. which we don't know yet. And she gets on her hands and knees, and she goes over to the phone, call the police. <laughs> it's the weirdest
0: looking phone I have ever seen.
1: It's weird, where like it looks like just what you would normally hold in your hand as a receiver, it kind but of the, looks the like bottom a water faucet. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. the shape of it's like a water faucet. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know the uh, back in the day, just the handle yeah. of the phone. It's just like that, except the bottom is a circle. And it has the rotary part on On the bottom. the very
0: bottom where you set it down. You could fuck someone up with that. Yeah, you could, yeah. Yeah,
1: but do you know, you remember how heavy the old rotary phone used to be? Oh, yeah. You used to take somebody out with that son bitch. And so she grabs the phone. She's about to dial 911. But at the same time, she looks over and she sees Richard's body. So she stops calling. Now, once again, this whole time, there's no words being said. Yeah. So what? that's what I love. I mean, her performance is
0: amazing because you're it, seeing all these. What do they leave out um, out of this that was in both the comic and the TV episode was that they made it very clear that this guy, this killer, only kills women. Yes. They never mentioned that in this. At all. No. None.
1: And so I will say the best shot of this segment is when he, the Santa tries to look through another window that yeah. she's right next to, and she puts her back to the wall but below the window. Yes, yeah,
0: so that's what I was talking about earlier. Yeah. yeah
1: that is an amazing shot. Yeah. And I, I would say we use that shot for our social media oh, yeah. um, for this episode. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. And Santa looks around, still can't find her. And as soon as he walks by, she goes to the back door and there's a metal gate behind the back door that she's about to close. As she's about to close it, his hands Go through the metal fence. It tries to grab her. Yeah, and I will say I jumped. Yeah, <laughs> Natalie laughed at me
0: because I was like, "Oh shit!" The first time that I watched it, I jumped in that scene too. It was yeah. really
1: good jump scare because you don't think of jump scares in '70s movies. Yeah, they, they're not really prevalent, like or, or I guess formulaic as yeah. they are in modern films. Right. So when you do get a good jump scare in a '70s or, or late late '70s early '80s movie, it's awesome. Yeah, so it scares the shit out of me. So it scares shit out of her too because she screams <laughs> and she runs. And she locks the back door, and she goes to a couple other windows, and she locks those as well. One of them gets like jammed, where uh-huh. she can't lock it, so she has to use the fire poker, yeah, to to jam the lock into place. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was really clever. I, like like you were saying, I think this might be the only time that she was frantic. Yeah, you know, like because just something wouldn't budge. So she goes into the living room to lock the windows, and she starts to drag Richard's body even more. She opens the door to the basement, and she throws it down. And I will say that whoever took that stunt <laughs> gets paid. Yes. Because Natalie and me looked at each other, and we we're like, that was real. Yeah. That was a dude falling down concrete steps.
0: And smacking his head on the floor.
1: He smacked his head on the floor, and his shoulder broke a pillar in the hand of the rail. Yeah. And it was not, a, it was not CGI. <laughs> that, and we were like, oh, fuck. That yeah. dude got fucked up. Yeah. And so she, uh, he falls to the ground, and she rearranges his body to make it look like it was a fall. Mm-hmm. So once again, no words are being said. She's putting this all together as is
0: happening. You know, and that's the thing too. Like this is what I said earlier. Like when she solved one problem, she's on vacation. Like once she solves the problem of Santa getting in, she is not worried about that anymore, and she's methodically setting up this, this right. scene. Yeah,
1: yeah, I, I agree with that. Because as she puts his hand in a certain way and she rearranges his head, she says to herself, hmm, blood. Yeah. It's very calm. It's very like It's kind of like, oh, I forgot something, you know. So she goes upstairs and she scoops up a bunch of the blood from the shag carpet, Mm -hmm. puts it in a champagne glass, and then takes it downstairs and pours it on his head and on the concrete. Basically making it look like he fell. And then she goes upstairs and starts to clean the shag carpet. (laughs) By the way, she does
0: spotlessly. That's not how that would work. Yeah, and this blood. Right. excuse me, this blood is turning pink. Well, <laughs> it's funny that you said,
1: why are you and Natalie on the same wavelength? <laughs> because as Natalie looks up to watch the movie, yeah. it's the time where, it's the moment in the mo- in the movie where she's cleaning the carpet. Right. And she said, enjoy your pink carpet. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny that you said that too. She's just smearing that pink everywhere. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's just like soap and water. That yeah. she's, and it's a white shag carpet. Yeah, it's messed yeah. up. So she finishes cleaning and she cleans her hands.
0: I think, you know what, you said earlier that like she was sweaty. Mm-hmm. I think the reason she was sweaty is because she was trying to get the blood out of the carpet. She worked at the oh, sweat. Oh, okay. Of that. Yeah. But she still was calm. Yeah. Right. Very calm.
1: But she does look, I did notice, I wrote in my notes, she looks very proud of herself. Oh, yeah. She looks like it was a hard day, hard day's work is done, and she's satisfied with herself, and now she's just cleaning up the mm-hmm. sink and her hands, finished the job.
0: She knows that she's going to get away with this, or at least she believes she's going to get away with this.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. And I thought another little kind of wink and nod, the film telling Mm -hmm. you how self assured that she is, is that she, at this time, she puts the life insurance papers back in the safe right when Silent Night starts to play on the radio. Yeah. And I just thought that was great. Like, it was, you know, because like the softness of Silent Night Mm -hmm. with her closing the safe and the paperwork, like it's downtime. Like, her job is done. I thought that was really great storytelling.
0: It's a good good, um, touch.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so she's about to call the police, assuming, saying, hey, my husband's fell. But she notices the keys All to right. her house yeah. are on the coffee table. Yeah. Then she looks up at the stairway to her daughter's room. And her stocking, which was on her bed, yeah. is now over the handrail. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. And then she looks behind it, and the, door, the bedroom the door's, the doors open. open. Yeah. And at this point, she's like, oh, shit. So she yells her daughter's name. She goes upstairs. She yells. Daughter's not in the room. She goes to the other two rooms conjoined. Nothing there. Mm-hmm. She runs down, and all of a sudden, in the through the curtain that's right, like we talked about, the curtain yeah. next to the front door, there's a little hand and a bell jingles. Yes. And then her daughter opens up the curtains, and she's like, Mommy, Santa's here. I let him in. Yeah. And then right behind her is the Santa. There's let Me Claus, yeah. Yes and obviously you know Joanne looks completely fucking freaked out. Yeah. And at this point she starts to run. Now, I thought it was weird because the daughter nowhere to be seen. Yeah. At this point that's it. Like she like the daughter's just like I let him in and then Santa goes past her mm. to the mom. Mm-hmm. The mom runs into the living room and goes to the fireplace to grab the poker to fight him off. But at this point, he gives her a very sensual (laughs) shoulder shoulder massage, (laughs) which kills her. Yeah. Or I mean, like puts her down. It's it's, It's choking. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's choking her, quote unquote. Yeah. But clearly, if you're watching the film, you're like, he is three inches from her neck. Yeah. He's just giving a good shoulder (laughs) massage. So she's about to hit him and then she kind of passes out. And that is the end of the segment.
0: That is the end and um, Joanne.
1: And so the only thing I'll say about I guess the end of this is it goes back to the crypt keeper mm. and all the people in the crypt yeah. in which she looks shocked and we're assuming as the audience that he is telling her this story Yeah. and she says first thing she says is that's nonsense I hadn't and then crypt keeper goes hadn't you <laughs> so it was very sharp it was very yeah. quick clever mm. to where she was like no I couldn't and he's like mm, "But you did
0: so makes you wonder yeah. She has the brooch that her husband gave her for Christmas. Right. And she's she died in that scene. She died because at the hands of Lemmy claws. Mm-hmm. The Lemmy Claus. <laughs> God damn it. How is she in that scene now in the crypt with the brooch? Well, should we? Dun-dun-dun. dun I think we'll save that for later. Oh, we are? Well, yeah, we'll save it. Okay. will save it. I like that. I like that.
1: <laughs> and so... Let's see. I think
0: I think when we were discussing this earlier, I think we may have given it away already. Right. If, probably. Uh, for a keen ear listener, you will catch on to what happens to yes. the so, explanation.
1: So that's the story. Yeah. And there is a little bit of a nugget later on, but we'll get to that yeah. when we cover the whole movie. But that's the segment. What did you think of it?
0: Uh, I enjoyed it. I don't think it was as good as the episode of the comic, but I really enjoyed it. it, it like it, This is going to sound weird. It's one of the weaker parts of this anthology film, but it's oh, still yeah. really good. Right. It's right. solid. Right. Yeah.
1: I would say now that we watch the other segments, it is kind of the lower tier of, but it's like A's and this is an A minus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this might,
0: a- this might be a B, but I, I think this is a good place to open the anthology because of how strong you got to warm it up. Are. Yeah.
1: You got to rev the engine. Yeah.
0: And then it gets heavy. It gets really heavy. It gets real heavy. And it gets really dark.
1: Oh, yeah. And I love it. In more uh, ways than one. I, I, Top tier movie for me. Yeah. I absolutely loved it. And I can't wait to watch The Vault of Horror, which yeah. I think is a 1974
0: film, mm-hmm. I think. Which what, is funny because uh, the posters for Tales from the Crypt were like horror like you know terror happens in the vault of horror right on the poster for *Tales of the crypt and then like you know two years later they do the vault of horror well,
1: oh yeah yeah I, I saw that didn't get as good reviews of yeah. the first one but I think they're both the same where they're just anthology films stories from yeah. the comics so yeah I thought that was wonderful for sure Um, I liked it as well I'm gonna put it above the comic but okay. below the TV the episode T- TV because TV yeah. episode had that flair where that mm-hmm. mom was just like Merry Christmas, you son of a bitch! Yeah, you know, yeah. just
0: it's just great. But and that's I, what I talked about earlier with like uh, the Tesla Crypt TV show. Like I said, had that like that sarcasm, that little bit of that cynicism, um, that little bit of humor inside of it. Right? This does not have any humor whatsoever. This is just straight horror. Right?
1: No, yeah, not at all. But I will say that the MVP. Is Joan Collins. <laughs> yeah, because
0: it's her show. She's like it, really the only person in it.
1: Yeah, but I now that we've discussed it, yeah. it's made me to it's made me appreciate her physical acting more. Yeah, okay, yeah. Because there is a good ten minutes of this fifteen to twenty minute scene that she doesn't speak. No. But she not at commands this the, the yeah. shot in the in the scene yeah. and she is the driving force, mm-hmm. even though let's see. Um she says Merry Christmas when she kills Richard. Mm-hmm. She well, she does say go to bed and that yeah, hey, this but she really only has probably six or seven lines, right? It, you know,
0: this is a, a, I think a completely different creature than the TV episode or the comic because the the comic and the TV episode are really about Santa Claus trying to get in. Mm-hmm. This is not about that. This is about her trying to cover up a crime she committed. Right. Santa Claus is almost secondary to it. Yeah. Yeah. Because once the doors are locked, she just doesn't care. Mm-hmm. Does not care at all. It's like, right. okay, that's a problem I dealt with. Right. I got to deal with this other problem, and I'm cool and collected about it. Right. Whereas, like, in the comic, she's she can't concentrate on one thing. She's constantly running back and forth, like, okay, I gotta keep Santa out. I got to deal with the body. I'll move the body a few inches. Okay, now I got to keep Santa out again. Um, and in the show, um, in, in, in the show it was um, Richard or her husband's body was uh, um, an impediment to her calling the police to get help from Santa Claus in this Santa Claus is the in- impediment from her completing her plan to call Which the cops, call say, the hey, cops he had on accident. her husband yeah. who
1: quote unquote fell from the stairs. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I didn't think yeah. about that. Yeah. Damn. That's, that's really interesting. And I would say, I don't know if this is the only story that's ever been done in TV, film, and comic book form. But I love this project Yeah, that we did of analyzing all three because it's yeah. so cool, just different eras and casting and directors mm-hmm. and writers who take this story. I mean, the bones are there in all three. Yeah, yeah. But how they put their own flavor mm-hmm. and stuff to it, like... Uh, Joan Collins physical acting, and then in the TV episode you have the the sassiness and the implication of cheating. Yeah, in, in the in the 80s TV episode, it's just cool. Yeah, it's just it's really cool. really fun. Yeah, so, but I hopefully you all enjoyed that story. Yeah, I definitely I definitely, I loved definitely it, did. Yeah, for sure. And so with that, uh-huh. uh I wanted I just want to say this just uh-huh. for me. Yeah, is that uh, I hope everyone out there has a wonderful
0: holiday. Yeah. And I think that I think we're going to put this out on Christmas Day. At least I'm going to try. And then the next time we'll be back will be after New Year's. Hell yeah. Yeah. I can't wait for the
1: next story. It's going to be great. Yeah. Fucking great. But I'm very excited about this project that we're doing in this podcast. And uh, we started this year. We're already on season two. We're rolling it. And I just want to say I appreciate it you for the Aww. idea for doing this i love you oh and it's very exciting oh, and i look forward to the future yeah me too for it's just yeah. it's just really awesome it's been a really cool highlight of my year yeah. is this project for sure and uh-huh i got something for you you got
0: something for me oh do. it's christmas
1: guy it's the holidays <laughs> and for those keen listeners
0: you will know <laughs> Man, you did an extraordinary wrapping job uh, on this. It's an Amazon bag. Yeah. <laughs> well, we <got laughs> Merry got. Christmas, Bruce. Thank you. Hang on. I'm going to unwrap this on air. <laughs> awesome. That is awesome. So, keen listeners will remember uh, episodes and episodes ago, I mentioned how I lost a pair of bunny slippers to an ex girlfriend. And I have now have. A new pair of bunny slippers. There you go. There Merry you Christmas go. Buddy. <laughs> I feel bad. I didn't get anything for you. Your are but but it just happened. Santa Claus left something in my house for you. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're for real?
1: No, I'm for real. Oh yeah. shit! <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were just like, no, Santa no. dropped it off. <laughs> okay.
0: My uh, Grace thought know, that'd be funny to wrap that in Justice League. Well, okay, Rapper, it's in yeah.
1: uh, okay. He just handed me a box or a uh, package with uh, a bunch of DC characters: <laughs> yeah. Batman, Superman, Green Lantern. I am fully covered in Marvel tattoos. <laughs> I appreciate this. It Grace thought lot.
0: that was funny to do that. Yeah. Oh
1: no, I love it. It's great. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, ooh, it's a- oh yeah. yeah All right, can, yeah. yeah, this is awesome. It is a book, Wally Wood Eerie tales of crime and horror it is the complete 1950s crime and horror comics of wally wood yeah.
0: the non-ec right yeah uh,
1: and this is one of my favorite old school artists who also uh did a huge uh was inspiration yeah and worked on daredevil daredevil yeah he, he put him in the comic. red suit yes yeah. that's amazing yeah thank you so much i, I
0: thought you'd like that yeah. i love it yeah
1: yes i can't wait that's gonna be is this like oh it's in color
0: yeah Oh, that's cool. usually these reproductions are not never in color,
1: right? Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's why I pointed out. Yeah. Damn. His art's so good. Yeah. God, it's So good. Thank you so much. Oh, you're that's welcome. Awesome.
0: All right, guys. Well, happy new. Oh, wait, actually, we'll be back with uh, what's the next episode. It is um, next time. Yeah. Till we'll death. Re-
1: we'll return to our normal programming with season two, episode four till death based on the story of Vault of Horror number 28.
0: Yeah. We also have social media. Yeah, we do. And well, I don't know why you're pointing at me because I can never remember. <laughs> <laughs>
1: why did you write on the notes closing yada, yada, yada? Fuck. I wanted to save paper. Right. And that, well, like- <laughs> well, you can catch me on Twitter at whore Ryan. suck at this job. <laughs> <laughs> you're amazing. You're amazing. You can catch me at whore Ryan. On Twitter, where uh, can so, they find you? The,
0: there you go, uh, they can find me at Mister Spooky Bruce on Twitter. uh Actually, if you look at my screen name right now, it's O uh, O Spooky Bruce Christmas tree
1: Oh, nice! Yeah, <laughs> uh, we also have the podcast has an account at Crypt Keepers Pod on do. Instagram and Twitter. Twitter we are yeah. also we have a podcast <laughs> account. On Instagram and Twitter, at Crypt Keepers Pod. You can also catch us on the Crypt Keepers on Facebook, and we have an email.
0: Yeah, uh, Crypt Keepers Show at thegmail.com. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> Once again, we want to uh, thank everybody for listening. Yep. We hope you have a wonderful holiday.
0: See you soon, kitties. <laughs>